Hey everybody, thanks and welcome for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast uh, this glorious Monday morning. Last night, obviously a little later of a night than most people anticipated with the Sunday night game uh, due to the weather delays, things like that at halftime. Uh, ridiculous weather uh, events there out in Kansas City. Uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit, but first off, uh, we'll go ahead and start these recaps. I know this has taken a little while on previous podcast um, episodes, so we'll go ahead and try and get through the recaps of these games uh, fairly quickly for you guys. First off is the Jets-Falcons. Out there in London, the game in London, this is really awesome to see, um, you know, these international games. I really love to see it. I, I know they had, you know, the thing in Mexico playing last year didn't happen, but um, it, it's something that I think is really good for the culture, really good for uh, the NFL overall. Uh, obviously, I don't think there's a reason to put a team necessarily over there in London right now, but uh, it's something that I think... You know, down the line, maybe we could see a division or something over seas or something like that. Um, it's it, it just a level of growth. Honestly, I'd rather see a, a, di a different league over there. Um, and maybe every year after the Super Bowl or something, there's a game between the two teams. I, I don't know. Uh, just just to see how that goes. Maybe it's a, a game in the offseason where teams get together. I don't know. I don't know how it will go. But um, something definitely to think about. Now, this game, we anticipated that the Jets would come out and get the win in this game however uh you know that that's the nature of the beast uh things things change things develop uh, as the game goes on the atlanta falcons went into this game with nobody to throw the ball to they really they literally went in with nobody to throw the ball to you know they had injury to calvin ridley calvin ridley was their only guy really uh russell gage uh was out for this game too so they go in with you know zalamade uh whatever the guy's last name is I can't I can barely pronounce that um Zacchaeus Zalamade Alamade Zacchaeus bleh, 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 bleh. every time I hear his name it makes me think of the emperor's new groove like Olamade I think of Alamas every time um so anyway with uh this game you know it was it was easy to understand that Cordero Patterson was going to be very very involved again this kind of sucks for Mike Davis it, it sucks that um, he's losing more and more shares every week. Uh, he got 13 carries in this game for 53 yards. Did vulture the touchdown there, so that was really good for him to get for fantasy manager of him. Uh, so at least one more week there, but I, I really think this is going to go down uh, because Cordero Patterson, with this game, because there was no... You know, a, there wasn't as many viable receiving options. He was used very heavily in the passing game. He actually uh, was second on the team in receptions with 60 yards on the game for the game. And, uh, yeah, seven catches. So, guy did really well. But the one big highlight that we will talk about is Kyle Pitts finally, finally showed up, finally was used in the right way. He was put inside at times he was matched up with linebackers at various points he was able to get those mismatches that we envisioned him getting when he came into the league you know everybody was so excited about him coming in being this you know turn of the century tight end finally he was used in a way that could make him look that way he had nine catches 119 yards one touchdown on the day here's the thing with Kyle Pitts I'll tell you this right now. The Atlanta Falcons can ruin his career or they can make it, okay? Most of these tight ends that come in, the Travis Kelseys, the Darren Wallers, you know, the, the players like that, they come in and they bulk up, okay? They bulk up. They get bigger. They're a huge mismatch physically up against cornerbacks. 
but they're still quick and fast to beat those linebackers. That is where Kyle Pitts, right now, he's not had that ability to go either route, but he could get turned into a wide receiver, which I think is worse for his game, or he could, he could get bulked up and become more of an official tight end. If he can get there where he's bulked up into a tight end, he will be a mismatch nightmare. He will be what everybody expected. But if he goes the route of a Vernon Davis where ultimately he ends up becoming basically a wide receiver because he didn't bulk up, he didn't become, you know, a, a massive, uh, you know, muscular physique, he's not going to get those mismatches the way those guys do. So we'll see how that goes. I think for Kyle Pitts, this is something you guys have got to be very excited about. Finally, Matt Ryan had to throw to him. I think they got some good rapport in this game. And I think it'll get better throughout the rest of the season. Matt Ryan played tremendously well. 33 for 45, 342 yards on the day, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Exactly what you want to see out of Matt Ryan. Very clean pocket, no sacks. New York Jets, it's a little bit of a heartbreaker for them. I think they anticipated they could come out and win this game. But, uh, you know, definitely tough on the road in a, in a foreign country for Zach Wilson as a rookie. 19 for 32 for him, 192 yards. Didn't even get to 200 mark. That's very disappointing for him. Zero touchdowns, one interception on the day with two sacks for 26 yards. Not all that efficient for him. Definitely a bad showing, but I think he'll bounce back and get things going, uh, you know, next week. Uh, as far as rushing, Michael Carter, again, this guy is looking like Frank Gore right now in his young career. And, that, and that's not that's not good. He looks like the old version of Frank Gore. Give him a bunch of carries, and he'll average, you know, between three and four yards, hopefully. So he averaged 3.8 yards per carry which is not that good. You want to get over four yards per carry um, every game. That's what you kind of want to average there if you can. But, um, you know, he did get 10 carries. He got the bulk of the, the, bulk of the workload. Uh, he did have the one touchdown that he got. Ty Johnson also got a touchdown there. It would have been great if Michael Carter could have got that as well. Michael Carter was used a little bit in the passing game, three catches for 20 yards there. That's really good to see that he was used a little bit more in the passing game. Um, Corey Davis led the team in receptions and targets uh, he had four catches for 45 yards no touchdowns and yeah no touchdowns across the board for any of these wide receivers Jamison Crowder uh, four catches as well uh, you know he co-led the team there in catches with Corey Davis but he only had 24 yards to show for it so this was just a difficult one for Zach Wilson that's what you expect with these rookies sometimes they're gonna come out they're gonna be flat and that's what happened to him on the road in London but really great game I thought it was pretty exciting, uh, kind of all the way through there. Uh, it was a little bit close of a contest throughout some of the points of it. So pretty good game for those uh, those people over there in London, uh, the, uh, the English over there. So, yeah, exciting. Now we'll move on. Next up, this started the 1 p.m. slate. Uh, first off, we'll talk about the Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals. This game went into overtime. I don't know if anyone expected this game to go in overtime before the, before it started but man Joe Burrow came out and played amazing football their defense held up fairly well against the Packers obviously they couldn't do anything against Devontae Adams that's for dang sure um Devontae Adams had a day 11 catches 206 yards on the day one touchdown amazing amazing day from Devontae Adams no one could stop this man and Aaron Rodgers 344 yards on the day two touchdowns he did throw a pick uh that was one little blip on the radar right there over his last three games he has 11 touchdowns, one interception. I think that's pretty dang good over his last four games. Sorry about that. His last four games, 11 touchdowns, one interception. 
I think we can all understand that that first game of the season was a bit of a fluke for the Packers. Uh, on the other side, Joe Burrow did go to the hospital for a uh, throat contusion uh, after the game, but he did finish the game and everything. It's not like he came out early. He did throw two picks in this game, two touchdowns as well, hit the 281 mark on the passing uh, from a passing standpoint. Uh, Joe Mixon was a bit banged up. He did score a touchdown, but he only had 10 carries for 33 yards. Like I said, he was a bit banged up. Jamar Chase was the one highlight from a receiving standpoint. Six catches, 159 yards, and a touchdown on the day. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, Tyler Boyd, his value in fantasy and, and things moving forward, I think is pretty much diminished and gone at this point. Uh, you know, with Jamar Chase back in there and T. Higgins back in there because T. Higgins was out uh, for a stint. I don't think Tyler Boyd's going to demand as many catches as he has uh, the previous games. So, T. Higgins already had up to seven in this game. So, um, look for Tyler Boyd to diminish in his targets throughout the rest of the season. Dolphins up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Guys, this was not a game that showcased, oh my gosh, you know, Miami is so horrible. No, the Tampa Bay is just that good, guys. Everybody wants to sit and say that Miami's not that good. They're not that good a team. Guys, this team has a pretty good defense still. There's nothing wrong with this defense. Tampa Bay is just really, really good. Okay, and the offense right now, yeah, it's still figuring itself out. It cannot run the ball. It can't run the ball to save its life. Okay, that's the biggest problem with the Dolphins here. Okay, Jacoby Brissett threw for 275 yards, not great on the day. Two touchdowns, one interception, but you know he 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 played okay. He really did. If you watch the game, he played okay. He's got really good rapport with some of these guys. You know, Miles Gaskins led the team with 10 catches, 74 yards on the day, two touchdowns for him. So Miles Gaskin fans who have been horribly, horribly hurting because of his fantasy performance. Finally, a breakout game for Miles Gaskins here, uh, but didn't do really much else. Uh, Mike Gesicki is disappointing for him. We thought he would have a really good day. Four catches for 43 yards. Still okay for the tight end position, but we do want to see more out of him uh, from that standpoint. Tampa Bay shut down what they wanted to do, and that's the name of Tampa Bay. That's that's exactly what they go after uh, when they go out there on defense. They try to shut down your best weapons. So, uh, Tom Brady threw for 400 yards, over 400 yards on the day, five touchdowns. Amazingly efficient game for Tom Brady. You can't really say much else about that. You know, he averaged 10 yards depth per target or depth per reception. Just really, really good. Two touchdowns on the day for Mike Evans and Antonio Brown. So, yeah, this team's just chugging along, doing their thing. I, I do think they'll wear it out as the season goes on, but that has not happened yet. All right, moving on to the Eagles-Panthers. Okay, Eagles 21-18 to gets the victory over Carolina Panthers. This was one that was kind of an upset for us. We did not anticipate that the Eagles would be able to come back, especially after dropping a safety early in the game. Jalen Hurts did not look that good. He did not look that comfortable in the first half. He didn't really look that good throughout most of this game. His average depth per reception was 5.4 yards. The guy got scared. After that safety, after throwing you know the pick and stuff, Like this guy was pretty scared out there to throw it deep and I think that really affected this Eagles offense um I, to me it was kind of fluky they came back and won this game because you know they happened to block a, a punt attempt on special teams and that's just something you can't account for you can never account for that when it comes to uh these games but yeah Eagles do go get the win a couple highlights Devonte Smith seven catches 77 yards on the day for the Eagles uh the only the only touchdowns on the day was scored by Jalen Hurts on two rushing touchdowns. Um, 
Rushing-wise, they really didn't get much going. Miles Sanders looked horrible again. 11 carries for 45 yards. Please start using Kenneth Gainwell. Let's see what this guy has. Use him as a lead back in one game, please. I just want to see what he has because Miles Sanders isn't getting it going, guys. He's not. He's not effective. He's not getting it going. He cannot break for a big play. Cannot do it. Uh, Carolina, man, Sam Darnold looked horrible in this game. Uh, I think he will bounce back and play much better moving forward, but he just was not on the same page with anyone. Three interceptions on the day. Uh, this was not because the Philadelphia Eagles defense is, is a great defense by any means. He just was not on the same page with a lot of his wide receivers. He was he was missing routes. He was, you know, missing, like, throws. I mean, just it, it wasn't good. He did throw some really bad balls, and the defender was, like, right in position. So there was one of these that was a great interception. But the other two, I think he wasn't on the same page with his people. That, that That's really what I saw from that. Now, uh, he took three sacks on the day. Wasn't pressured all that much, but he only had 177 yards uh, passing. I think they should have kept running the ball. Chuba Hubbard was humming along. 24 carries, 101 yards. They will sorely, uh, they will they will very much be happy next week when they hopefully have Christian McCaffrey back. They have sorely been missing him. Um, even DJ Moore couldn't get things going. Five catches for 42 yards. This was a disappointing day for him. So, Carolina, look for them to bounce back and be fine. I think this is kind of a fluky win again that, block punt at the end of the game which you can't account for um so yeah that was pretty much it 21 to 18 again the eagles get the win next up is the saints versus washington i thought this game would be a bit closer than what it was but man huh, we got good Jameis, and that happens we said it sometimes you get good Jameis, sometimes you get bad Jameis, right that's just how it goes so this game you got good Jameis. he threw four four touchdowns one interception on the day played very well um, pretty efficient, 50 for 30 on passing. Obviously, you want to see that up. He threw the ball a little bit more than I think we expected him to. But that's because this team got comfortable. There's no good secondary play from Washington. If Washington's going to win games, they have to win games against teams that run the ball heavily. And they have to be able to get pressure on the quarterback because these cornerbacks cannot do anything. And they're not able to get pressure on the quarterback right now because the secondary can't keep guys from getting open like literally within one second people are open because these cornerbacks and these these safeties like they're miscommunicating they're blowing coverages it's awful um anyway you know for me there, there's not tons to take away from this you know the the saints did their thing they they you know rolled in this game and, and played pretty well I don't think the Saints are going to be a powerhouse team. I still do not think they're going to make the playoffs, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, it just depends on Jameis. They're going to go how Jameis goes. Taysom Hill did lead the game with concussion. Um, that's something definitely to think about and consider moving forward. We don't know how that's going to play out. Passing standpoint, Taylor Heineke threw two interceptions in this game. That was huge. I don't know what was wrong with him. He was not on the same page with some of his guys out there. I don't know what was going on, but 20 carries for 50 yards four or 60 yards for Antonio Gibson. He had two touchdowns on the day and man, they needed to keep running that ball. The one thing that this Washington team always does. Okay. When they have something good going, they go away from it. They run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They're running it down new Orleans throat and they're playing real good football, coming back, being competitive in this game. And then what did they do? They panicked because new Orleans scored a touchdown and they said, okay, we're going to pass the ball. 90% of our plays, we're going to have J.D. McKissick in there the rest of the game, and then they go and lose the game by 11 points. You're running the ball down their throat. You're having a really good game from Antonio Gibson. Keep running the ball, and they just abandoned the run. It made no sense to me. Uh, that was something that they needed to keep doing. Um, yeah, it was just really, really frustrating. 
to see that. No real highlights from a receiving standpoint. These guys just didn't get anything going in the air. They needed to really pound that rock, and they didn't do it enough. They, they just really didn't. So, anyway, yeah, 33-22, to 22, Saints get the win. We'll see what happens as things move forward with Washington. A lot of distractions there with the organization, obviously. 19-17, to 17, the Vikings get the win by two points over the Detroit Lions. Vikings get another one, another close game, and they win this one by a field goal in the last seconds of the game. This is becoming a pattern for the Detroit Lions to lose games on field goals at the last second. And it's a pattern for the Minnesota Vikings to win games by field goals or lose them in the last seconds of the game. Man, the Minnesota Vikings, if there is a team ever in history that plays to the level of their opponents, it is the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, 275 yards, one touchdown, one interception on the day. Alexander Madison filled in for Dalvin Cook very well. 25 carries, 113 yards on the day. Looked great and explosive out there. Um, hopefully, Dalvin Cook can come back next week, though. I think that'll be really good for this team. Um, as far as receptions, Alexander Madison and Justin Jefferson led the team in receptions. 124 yards for Justin Jefferson, 40 for Alexander Madison, and one receiving touchdown for Alexander Madison. Uh, yeah, so really great job by the Minnesota Vikings on the day. I think this game should have been a little bit further um, in points than what it turned out to be. They just had trouble scoring uh, when it came down to it. But Detroit played well. Again, this team can score points. This team can play well. Jared Goff had no no touchdowns but one interception on the day. DeAndre Swift played pretty well in this game. Receiving-wise, he did his thing. Rushing-wise, he did his thing. Amon Ross St. Brown, seven catches, 65 yards. So this team, I think, will continue to be good, but they're just going to lose games. They're going to lose heartbreakers. That's just how it is. Jared Goff is not a guy to win you games. You can lose, but he's not going to win you games. So... That, that's the thing with Jared Goff. So just, just something there to keep in mind. It will be exciting games. It will be an exciting season for the Lions because they're always going to kind of be in those games. But they'll ultimately lose. At least that's what the pattern tells us so far. Next up, New Orleans, New England versus Houston Texans, 25-22. to Another close game here between the Patriots and the Texans. Texans went up early. Davis Mills looked good. Mark Ingram was decent. Running the ball, 16 carries for 41 yards. I mean, he had 41 yards on the day. That's really kind of all you need from this rushing game if they're going to be able to pass the ball and the defense plays effectively. I don't know what was up with New England early in the game. I really don't know what was going on there in the head of Mac Jones. But Davis Mills played really well. He threw for three touchdowns, two, 312 yards on the day, took three sacks for 19 yards, and, man, I mean, he was just throwing the ball over the place, and he was spreading out the touchdowns. Hey, Chris Moore, you get a touchdown. Chris Conley, you get a touchdown. Who's this other guy? Who's this other guy? Anthony Eclair. Okay, probably mispronounced that. You get a touchdown. Nobody even knows who you are. But you know what? We're going to give you a touchdown. So, Davis Mills played really well. Um, I think this was fantastic for the Houston Texans to see because he came out, played fantastic football. Obviously, the defense broke down, and New England came back to win this game uh, late, but they were up big uh, at one point in this game. I think everybody was anticipating that Houston was going to uh, you know, end up you know, routing the Patriots at one point, but they came back, uh, you know, scored a good amount in the second half to ultimately win this game, and yeah, it was just, it was just a tale of two tapes, tale of two halves for this one for sure. Next up. Jacksonville versus Tennessee Titans. Okay, Tennessee was pissed off, clearly, because they lost last week's game to an opponent they should not have lost to. Um, 
in the New York Jets. They were clearly pissed off by that game. They came out and decided we're going to get back to what we do best. We're going to run the ball down their throats. 130 yards on the day for Derrick Henry. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns for the big man, Derrick Henry, at the running back position. Fantastic game by him. Uh, you know, the rest of this team played really well. They did get A.J. Brown back in this game. He didn't do all that much from a receiving standpoint, but he did all he needed to do because when you get over 100 rushing yards from Derrick Henry, this team's going to be able to control the pace. They're going to be able to control the clock. That's all they really need to do. And, yeah, they, they performed well. So, you know, they, they did what they needed to do, came out in this game. Jacksonville has an, a, hor a horrible defense and a bad game plan on offense. This is how it goes. Uh, for an update on Trevor Lawrence, 23 for 33, 273 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He didn't try to play hero ball which was really good for him. James Robinson, again, was the one big highlight for this team. 18 carries for 143 yards and one touchdown. What does that tell me? They need to just ride James Robinson the rest of the season. That's the best way of being effective and making sure Trevor Lawrence is in a position to succeed. Just keep running that ball. So again, 37-19, to 19, Titans get the win. Next up is the Browns versus the Chargers. Guys, this was a fantastic game. Blow for blow, back and forth. You score a touchdown, you score a touchdown, we're going to score a touchdown. It was back and forth like crazy. I mean, to give you guys, just to tell you, in the fourth quarter alone, Cleveland put up 15 points. The Chargers put up 26 points in the fourth quarter alone. Okay, that's insane. That is insane. This game was awesome. It was great to see amazing football back and forth. You didn't know who was going to win this game, and ultimately it came down to what we thought once we got in the fourth quarter, whoever has the ball last. Okay, Baker Mayfield did fine. He did his thing. I know there's a lot of criticism on him when they lose games like this, but he did his thing. He did fine. He threw for 305 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions on the day. Guy didn't, I mean, he didn't do bad. He did not do bad, guys. Like, you got to be okay with what he did out there. Kareem Hunt had two rushing touchdowns. Nick Chubb had a, a rushing touchdown. David Njoku played really well. Seven catches, 149 yards on the day with a touchdown. That's amazing play from him you don't expect. Odell Beckham only had two catches for 20 yards. He had a, he had a really bad drop in the game. Like, guys, Odell Beckham, I'm just telling you, it's overrated. He's overrated, overhyped. He dropped a ball right in his hands. This guy is not what he used to be. And people need to stop trying to say that he is and stop trying to say that they need to get him the ball more because he, he's showing he doesn't deserve it. Anyway, for the Chargers, man, just all-around great game. Justin Herbert, four touchdowns, zero interceptions on the day, threw for 398 yards on the day. Austin Eckler, 17 carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns. And Austin Eckler did his thing catching-wise, five for 53 and a, and a receiving touchdown, um, six catches, for 75 yards for Keenan Allen and Mike Williams showing out again. Two touchdowns, eight catches for 165 yards. Guys, fantastic. One highlight here to say as well, Donald Parham, two touch, two catches, 29 yards, and a touchdown for the former XFL player, Donald Parham, right there. So 47-42, to 42, Chargers get the win. Really great win for the Chargers, for the Browns. They gotta lick their wounds and move on to the next game, but they're gonna be fine throughout the rest of the season. They're playing well, playing good football. Bears up against the Raiders. Okay. The Bears up against the Raiders. And this game, Justin Fields. Guys, he did he did fine, but you know why they won this game? Because they didn't let Justin Fields lose it. Okay? 
And yes, the, he said he's hyperextended his knee. It's reported that he's hyperextended his knee in this game, and he kept playing. Here's exactly what I told you guys to worry about if you're Bears fans. Putting him in there to the Wolves, throwing him in, letting him get hurt, letting him ruin his career. This guy hyperextended his knee. He knew he hyperextended his knee, and he kept playing in the game. That's not what you want to see from your rookie quarterback. That's not what you want to see. You're going to get this guy destroyed. He's putting mileage, hard mileage, on himself right now. So what you did is you bought a Ferrari, and you chose to start driving it up Mount Everest when you drove it off the lot, okay? I'd rather get a lot of good mileage driving in South Beach or driving out in California on some nice flat highway before I start taking it off-road. But that's what you guys wanted. That's what the Bears fans wanted. You wanted to throw him in here and have him go off-roading. Yes, you won this game. But at what cost? He hyperextended his knee. Yes, he finished the game. Yes, he'll probably end up playing next week. But guys, you're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. You're not, you're not in contention to do that. This team is not built to do that. You need more weapons from a receiving standpoint than what you have. You just you have to. And the offensive line has to get better. So why not wait and let him sit? Like, this is so frustrating to me. He's going to be fine. He's going to be okay. But you're putting a bad mileage on him that you don't need to right now. Um, anyway, yeah, he threw for a touchdown. No interceptions on the day. You know, there wasn't really much to talk about in this game. They really grinded this out. Ran the clock with, you know, Khalil Herbert and Damian Williams. They, they really just ran the clock, ran the clock most of this game and really controlled possession and pace. Their defense was the, the bright spot here, holding the Raiders to nine points. Derek Carr couldn't get things going. He threw one pick, no touchdowns on the day. Josh Jacobs had a touchdown, but that was really it uh, to, to, to talk about from them. So the Bears won this game, but guys, I'm telling you, I, I know y'all want Justin Fields out there. But this, if this is the way you're going to win games, by having him banged up and having him get hurt, having him get bad mileage put on him, having him just be a game manager where you're literally not trying to throw the ball at all, you will lose against good teams. You will lose against teams that can score points. The Raiders came out flat, couldn't score points in this game. But you're not going to win games like this very often. So I'm just telling you, I would be concerned. I, I love Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. Okay, I have nothing wrong with him. From a talent level, I think he'll be there. He's not there right now, and this team is not there right now to carry him and lift him up to be good. Just understand that, please, and stop with all the pressure on he's got to be the quarterback moving forward. Like, I don't know if Matt Nagy was wrong with going with Andy Dalton. I really don't. All right. 49ers up against the Cardinals, 10-17. to 17. Cardinals get the win. We expected the Cardinals to get more points in this game than what they did, but, hey, this San Francisco 49ers defense is pretty good. Uh, they played well in this game, and they held the Cardinals to only 17 points. A bit surprising for us, again, but we saw exactly what we expected from Trey Lance. Um, this is the thing, guys. We've talked about it. When you have these quarterbacks that they are rush-first quarterbacks, they're not pocket-passing quarterbacks. They don't pass first. They don't look down the field first. That's what Trey Lance is. That's what Lamar Jackson is. And guess what you're going to get? You're going to get up-and-down performances. You're going to get Jameis Winston-style performances. So what happened? We got bad Trey. We got a bad Trey. Okay? 
It's like if somebody comes out and hands me hors d'oeuvres on a tray, and it's like, oh, it's all the ones that I didn't want. That's what we got in this game. We got a bad tray, okay, from Trey Lance. 15, care, 15 completions on 29 pass attempts, 192 yards on the day. Th that's not great. His depth of target was really bad. You know, he had one interception, no touchdowns. He did not make any highlight plays. And that was the one thing people said, oh, put him in. He can make highlight plays. We'll, we'll deal with the bad stuff. We'll deal with the interceptions because he can score touchdowns. He didn't, okay? He didn't. So y'all need to understand, when Jimmy Garoppolo's healthy, he needs to get back in at the starter because this team is much better with Jimmy Garoppolo in the game. They, they really, really are, and I hope y'all can finally start to see that and understand it. They're just going to be better right now. It's not to say Trey Lance can't start to pass the ball efficiently. It's not to say he can't get to the level that Lamar Jackson is because Lamar Jackson, he's done well throwing the ball this year. He has shown that he has had some great growth, and he knows how to throw the ball and, and be a decent, uh, effective passer. So if he can get there. I, I don't have, I, I don't think that he can't get there. I have my doubts, but... This was a game we saw bad from him. He had 16 carries. He led the team in carries with 89 yards. You're running the guy on the ground. Again, it's bad mileage. It's hard mileage. You're taking a Ferrari, and you're trying to drive it up Mount Everest. When you first drive it off the lot, it's just, ah, I, I just don't, I don't understand that, guys. Anyway, Kyler Murray did his thing, uh, 23 for 31. Didn't have to do any hero ball or anything like that. They were up most of this game. 239 yards on the day, one touchdown, no interception. Um, only took two sacks. Didn't run the ball effectively. Kyler Murray didn't, but, you know, he, he did okay. And I told you, this Arizona Cardinals team was red hot. They're starting to cool back down a bit, come down. You know, everything's going to regress to the mean a little bit when you come out as hot as they did. So it makes sense that they came back down to the ground a bit. James Conner didn't really run the ball very effectively. Um, you know, he had one touchdown on the day on 10 carries, 29 yards, and Chase Edmonds got nothing going running the ball. So th this team definitely had some issues moving the ball down the field, but I think that's more about the Niners' defense than it is about the Arizona Cardinals' offense. They are a good offense. They'll be fine, but they were red hot coming out of the gate. They're just regressing to the mean, and we, we should have expected that. All right, the Cowboys up against the Giants. The Dallas Cowboys putting up 40-plus points, okay? Guess what? The New York Giants would have put up 40-plus points, too, if Daniel Jones had stayed healthy. This was a really sad game, guys. If you guys didn't get to see, Daniel Jones took a blow to the head, trying to run the ball in for a touchdown. Um, he took a blow to the head. It was really, really bad, really hard to see that hit. Um, he actually got up, tried to walk back to the huddle, and stumbled because he couldn't even see properly. So it's not good. All thoughts and prayers with Daniel Jones. This is really, it was really, really scary when I saw him stumble like that. We don't see that typically when you have a concussion. It's something that is reported, and we didn't even expect it because there was no symptoms. This was huge symptoms right away. Thoughts and prayers with Daniel Jones. We hope that he's better and and can be fine moving forward. Uh, don't rush him back either because these concussions, these issues with concussions, can linger on for sure. Mike Glennon came in. And what do you expect? I mean, it's Mike Glenn. He came in. He, he can be a consistent, solid guy, but he had no reps with any of the guys out there. He was throwing to no one. Kenny Galladay was hurt. Sterling Shepard was hurt. Darius Slayton was hurt. Saquon Barkley got hurt and rolled his ankle in this game. I mean, what do you expect? Basically, the Dallas Cowboys was playing up against the New York Giants backups the entire game for the most part. It's sad. It's really sad for the Giants. Um, the Cowboys did beat up on a team that was playing with their reserves the whole game. So, 
kudos to, you know, the Cowboys for getting a win, but it doesn't really say much that they got this win because, again, they were going up against backups pretty much the entire game. So 44-20, to 20, Cowboys get the win. Um, thoughts and prayers with Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones for the Giants to get healthy. Hope they are okay for sure. All right. And now we get into the Sunday night football game. This game was delayed, as we said, at halftime due to weather issues in the area. So it did uh, cause the game to go a little bit longer than people expected. So it definitely made for a late night. But as far as the game, Buffalo Bills did beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. This was something we didn't expect. We thought that, you know, Kansas City, hey, they're at home. They're going to be fine. But you know what, guys, we're actually going to start jumping on the bandwagon here. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs of old. I don't know if they're going to be the Chiefs that we are used to seeing. Because if you look at this game, you look at the past few games, the Chiefs, their defense is atrocious. Like, I know their defense has been bad before. It is so bad. Their defense is so bad. They cannot put up points. They can't put up points. So if you get a team that can run the ball, that can run the clock, that can control the game, the Buffalo Bills know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Okay, they've got efficiently, they got effectively three running backs because Josh Allen counts as a running back for them. 315 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions on the day from Josh Allen. That's all you need from him. And you know, Zach Moss did his thing. He played, he played okay. He had 11 carries, but you know, they didn't really get much going from the running backs rushing the ball. But they managed this game. They controlled it from the get go. Dawson Knox was a mismatch nightmare for Kansas City. 117 yards and one touchdown with only three catches on the day. He broke out for play after play after play. You know, every play that he had was a breakout play. So, man, I, I'm worried if I'm the Chiefs. I'm worried they need to figure something out and get that defense going. It's not about the offense. It's about the defense. Something is wrong there with the defense, and they need to get it figured out. But that's it. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the recap. We'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.